Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Theology at the Threshold. My name is Cole Burks, and this is my contextual project for my master's degree. I am going to be taking topics that I am studying in school and putting them into podcast form so that we can learn together. I want to make these things really accessible for you and for those who are interested in knowing what it's like to kind of be in, in seminary school. And so thank you so much for jumping on and listening today. I hope this encourages you. I hope you find this helpful. And most of all, I hope this deepens your walk with God. Welcome to season one. What's up, guys? This is the end. This is the last episode of this season. So thankful that you've made it with us all the way to the end. Um, we, well, I hope it's been impactful for you. I hope you've learned something. I hope that I have really clearly laid out the differences between active and passive spirituality, uh, but that you will kind of have a, uh, a get, or really a, a compass to what spiritual formation is. It's the things that God does within us. And though what, what God's doing within us is made up of the active things that we do, the, the things that we have control over, and then the passive things, the things that we don't have control over that God is working in. And so um, we've laid out what some active things are. We've laid out what some passive things are. And we kind of talked about in the last episode, like, really, we ended with the patient trust prayer. Yeah. And just kind of talking through that a little bit. That in the middle of the active and the passive, trusting God is so, so, so important. Right. And it's so needed and it's so necessary and it has to happen because there'll be moments where you're on this journey with God and you don't feel him. Right. You don't sense him. You don't see him. And um, just take refuge in the fact that it won't be 400 years like the children of Israel. Yeah, it won't be 400. Um, So... This is it. This is it. This is the end. So glad that we've made it here. There is something that I want to highlight before we shut it down. Yeah. And I want to talk about really quickly the passive side of things. When things are painful. Yeah. When things happen that we can't change. Yep. And I have, my life has been changed by the serenity prayer. Yeah. Um, it's been something that I, I learned praying the daily offices, and it's shaped me and formed me in a way. I move through life with less anxiety when I pray this often. And I want to read this to us and you watching. This is the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking, as he did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, and that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him in the next. Amen. That is such a longer version of that prayer that I've never heard. Yeah. The second half of that is so beautiful. Yes. Why do we stop at the first half? 
because we're impatient. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't realize that the Serenity Prayer had more than the last line of, and, you know, the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking, as he did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Right. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will and that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him in the next. If people would read the entire serenity prayer, the the Christian world would look so much different. I think so. I think so. So much different. You know, one of the things that some of the times, like God is doing stuff in us in the midst of pain. Yeah. Yeah. This is the prayer that I would point people to. Yeah. Like, taking this world as he did, this sinful world as it is, yeah, not as I would have it. Hardships being the pathway to peace is just, that's such an important lesson for us to learn, mm-hmm. especially like in this active and passive, you know, spiritual formation. Because as someone who's been through hardships, like I, like you know, you you talked about, you know, a word that you could, you know, you could hearly, you know, you could clearly hear God say mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. you know, in the last session. And I've had a very similar moment where um, this was right after a, a huge hardship in you know mine and my wife's life, and I was driving her home from a hospital, and I was praying. I was like, God, I need you to say something right now. Yeah. And I remember he said, you know. I'll give you peace that surpasses understanding because peace brings healing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, understanding brings closure. Yeah. Peace brings healing. Yeah. And for so long, I wanted closure on everything because that's just how, that's how we're wired. Yeah. God wants us to have peace. And sometimes hardship is that pathway to peace. But at the end of the day, like peace really does bring healing to your soul. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes you, we have to walk through hardships. It's going to happen. Yeah. But like, if we walk through it in an actively spiritually formed life with God, he will meet us on the backside and yes. say, here is a peace that you will never be able to understand or comprehend, but you get to have it anyways. Isn't like the last part of this prayer so hopeful? So hopeful. Like that I would be reasonably happy in this life so that I can be supremely happy with him in the next. Yeah. Like... When we see Jesus face-to-face, like when we all see Jesus face-to-face, we are going to be supremely happy. Yeah. There's not going to be any shred of... of Anxiety. Anxiety. Depression. And what's happening now is, is in our spiritual formation, I love what N.T. Wright says about encounters with God. And when something good happens in our life. He says that the veil between heaven and earth is pulled back yeah. a little bit. And heaven touches earth for a moment. Right. And spiritual formation is a lot of those veils being pulled back and he- and and heaven touching earth right. in a moment. Heaven touching your life. And, you know, I think us being at the end of this, like this serenity prayer... Yeah. I want people to take away from this. Like if you go, just Google it, the serenity prayer, just Google the whole serenity prayer. Like, man, grant me, like grant me 
serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Yeah. Courage to change the things that I can and wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying and one moment so at a time. that is so important. Yeah. That, like, that line, like, living one day at a time, enjoying the moments mm-hmm. is so important because we have moved into such an escapist theology yeah. where we're not living one day at a time, where we're not enjoying the moments, but we're looking forward to a future whenever Jesus comes and, like, steals us all away. Yeah. But truly, like, God wants us to enjoy this life. Him. He wants us to enjoy Here. him now yeah. in this moment. We don't have to look forward to the future. Like we can live in this moment yeah. and enjoy heaven on earth. And and that's why I think it says like, we know that this world is sinful. Right. We accept that as it is. Right. And maybe be reasonably happy in this life. Yeah. And supremely happy in the next with him. Right. And I think it's so important that we understand. Listen. This is a quote on our wall in our church. Yep. Our hearts are restless until they rest in God. Um, the beginning of that quote, that's St. Augustine, by the way. The beginning yep. of that quote, it says, You make man to take pleasure in praising you because you have made us for yourself. Yeah. And our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Now, Augustine writes this at the beginning of his confessions, the beginning of him saying, I live my life horribly. Augustine was saying, I did whatever I wanted to do. That's exactly right. When I was young, I did whatever I wanted to do. I went wherever I wanted to go. I lived my life how I wanted to live it. That's exactly right. But my heart was restless until it rests in him. Yep. And what formation is, is yes, it's you being shaped into an image, but it's your inner world learning to rest in God in a way that... Because I don't you informs you into his image. I don't think there's any truer image, though. No, there's not. Than resting in God, because we see that in Jesus all of the time. Yep. He was always at ease. He was always at rest in the middle of the storm. He was taking a nap in the boat, and when the disciples woke him up, he was annoyed not at the storm, yes, but at the disciples. That's right. Saying, "Have you not learned yet? You can rest when I'm around." Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so, you know, following up the Serenity Prayer. Just praying that and, and letting that go deep within your soul. Let that shape you and form you. Yeah. But then, like, the last things that, you know, I want to say to the people about formation is, is, is simply this. Remember, spiritual formation is the work that God's doing within you through active and passive spirituality. And so what I would say to people is, is, is be formed into his, allow his hand to form you and shape you into his image. It's the image of the potter and the clay. Yeah. He is the potter. We are the clay and he's forming us into something beautiful. And that, that beauty is, is him. Yeah. So allow yourself to be formed, get into a way of living like get a way of life, get a rule of life. Um, here at this church, we gather on Sunday, live in community, prioritize family, give generously, and serve our neighbor. That is the way of life that we feel to call this city into. Right. And we believe if you do those things, if you practice those things, your heart's going to find rest in God. Yeah. Your heart's going to find rest in God. And then once you once you decide upon a rule of life, like actually practice Follow it. it. Yeah. Like actually, actually do that. 
Um, that's the active side of this. And, and so come to church. Like if you're going to follow our rule of life, our ways of life, come to church. Live in community. Find a group of friends who love Jesus and go get dinner and coffee with him on a regular basis. Yep. Prioritize your family. See God at work in your spouse and your kids, right? Give generously. Decide now on Sunday when you go to church, you're going to take an offering. Right. Like yep. Give. Fight greed within you. Fight that selfishness within you. Practice that generosity like Jesus. Like right. God is a giver, right? Right. Like that's, that's part of who he is. And then serve your neighbor, not just the people that you want, your neighbor, right? And if you practice those things, God will begin to show up in those moments right? and change you in this unreal way. And then all, all of that, all of that, trust God yeah. in the middle of all that. Because like once you start this, once you start thinking in, I'm being formed into an image and the way that I live my life matters. Once you start thinking that way, man, your life is going to start to look drastically different. Right. And there are going to be new things that you do that are hard. Right. Do them. Do them. Slow your life down so that you can catch up to God. Slow it down. Yep. And and really embrace this way of life that is a bit mysterious, but also so fun. Yeah. I mean, so anything else? Anything else that you want to ask me about spiritual formation? <sighs> I think we about covered all the questions that we've the people been talking about. Guys, we've been talking for about four hours four now. Four hours, so... Thank you for coming on this journey of season one with us. Yeah. And, and you know, this is, this is my project for my master's degree, part of it. And um, so thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I hope that this helps you. Um, the name of this podcast is Theology at the Threshold. And so, um, you know, I want to be sure that you know that this, I, I am covering eight topics and the reason why it's called Theology at the Threshold is because you walk through different thresholds all the time. Yep. And when you're walking through those thresholds, you need a, uh, a faith that works. Yeah. You need a faith that serves everyone in yep. every threshold that you walk into. And so as you think about being formed into the image of Jesus, think about your workplace, think about your family, Think about all the people in your world that you're now going to show Jesus to on a regular basis because you submit to this process. Right. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for coming on this journey with us. Uh, we will see you in the next season. In the next season. There is no next episode here. No. This season's over. Done. It's it's done. We finished it. You so finished it. You, 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 you went through it. And so in the next season, we'll be talking about church history, and I am pumped. So stay tuned and stay ready for updates. Uh, you can follow me on my social media on Instagram, and you can add me as a friend on Facebook or whatever. Um, but just stay tuned there, and I will update you as we, we, we get closer to time. Thank you. Nothing.